You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This podcast is brought to you by Lucy, the nicotine company found by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. And finally, something that makes tobacco alternatives not suck. Get rid of your cigarettes. It's 2021. Unplug your vape. Throw out your dip. And get you some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. And this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. And it's so simple that you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. And for all you Locked On College Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE and you'll get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. Again, that's lucy.co. Use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGES at checkout. Also, I have to give you this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco, Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code, Locked On College. Now, uh, today's podcast probably sounds a little different. Uh, I'm actually on the road. I am here in Hoover, Alabama, covering the SEC tournament, which has been uh, pretty fun so far. Uh, this is my first SEC tournament to ever attend, but still, it's been uh, it's been a good vibe thus far for our for Arkansas and Arkansas fans and everything like that, which is uh, what we're going to do tonight. So it will be a little bit of a shorter podcast because this is a late night and it's just going to be a quick recap uh, of everything. But uh, Arkansas gets the victory over the Georgia Bulldogs by a final score of 11-2. to And I was, uh, I was really impressed just watching that game uh, and how Arkansas from beginning to end just dominated Georgia. Uh, Whale Lockhart got the start. And the fact is, is that he went out there and was literally one out away from throwing a perfect seven-inning game. A perfect game. No hits, nothing. Perfect game. Uh, Georgia broke it up there in the very last out. Sucks. Uh, and then Georgia was able to cap on a, a home run, a two-run shot, uh, to give them two runs. But still, besides that fact, Arkansas, was just from beginning to end, was so dominant. You had great pitching from Leo Lockhart. Uh, you had solid hitting all around. And it's exactly what you want the number one team in the country to look like in their first game of the SEC tournament. And the reason why it is also so significant is because uh, the previous two games of today involved the three-seed Mississippi State, which they just got donkey-punched by Florida. They lost 13-1. to They just got absolutely dominated. And then in game two... You had the Alabama Crimson Tide, who's a 10 seed, defeat Tennessee, who is the two seed uh, in a game that went extra innings. I believe the final was to that one was three to two. But you really just didn't have a very good showing from the higher seeds in these other games. But that did not have any problem or didn't have any botherings for the Arkansas Razorbacks as they just went out and took care of business against Georgia. Uh, Georgia's defense was not good. Uh, their pitching was suspect at best. Uh, there, there were some problems there, but besides all that, uh, it was just one of those games that you wanted to see Arkansas come out and take care of business, and you wanted to see 
exactly how they would just showcase their abilities, especially uh, when guys maybe weren't going to normally get an opportunity to do so, whether it was the pitchers or, or whatnot. Just that's that's what you want to see from your team. And now Arkansas moves on, and at the time of this recording, we don't know uh, who they're playing, but it's going to be either Vanderbilt or Ole Miss, depending on who wins that game. And then it'll all go down on Thursday night to see if Arkansas can continue to advance in the SEC tournament. So um, very impressive, very impressive for the Razorbacks. There's no question about it. And the the other big news, though, was dealing with a guy like, I mean, it just sucks, Brady Slavens, who has been so good this year, uh, has really been one of those players that has been consistent, been able to count on him. He's, He's hit home runs this year. Uh, he had a really scary moment in this game where he was running to first and his ankle just snapped. Um, it, it was kind of stuff that you don't really like to see, especially for someone like me. Uh, I've had an Achilles injury before and it definitely made me squeamish, but uh, he, it, you could tell it was he was in a lot of pain. He was rolling around on the ground and the, the trainers and everybody came out and they lifted him up and they basically carried him off the field. He could barely put any weight on it, if any at all. Uh, but he was in a lot of pain, ended up not being uh, as bad. At least he was able to come back where it wasn't something they had to rush him to the hospital immediately. Uh, but they put him in a boot. He came back and watched the rest of the game, and uh, we'll see uh, where it goes. But I don't know. I- I'm not a doctor, and I'm not trying to pretend on anything, but I would just be hard-pressed to think that he would be back uh, for the rest of the postseason. Like If he is, that's going to be extremely lucky because it-, it just looked awful and how much pain he was in. Uh, definitely shows that it was uh, something that was pretty gruesome. So hopefully he ends up being okay. Uh, but either way, this is exactly what you wanted to see besides that uh, for Arkansas. And now we'll see what they do in game two. They have faced Ole Miss before already, which Ole Miss we know is a, a rival, if you will. And it was one of the craziest series you saw all SEC long. Uh, but also I'm kind of hoping Vanderbilt wins, not just because I hate Ole Miss, but also because – uh, Arkansas hasn't played Vanderbilt this year. I don't know if you're going to get the the ace pitchers or anything from Vandy. I don't know what they're going to do. But it's just nice to have a sake of variety to see what Arkansas does and how they stack up against another great team in Vanderbilt. Like, you know what they've done against Ole Miss. You know how they stack up against Ole Miss. So uh, let's see somebody else. Let's see, let's see Vanderbilt get out there and, and see what they look like too. So it's going to be a nice game. It's going to be a big one. And uh, I can't wait to see how it all goes down. Like I said, I'm live here from Hoover, and I'll be here until they lose. And uh, we never know. I mean, it may be a whole weekend thing. They may win the whole freaking thing. And if that happens, I know we'll all be celebrating that as well. Uh, we had a great interview with Peter Burns, and we'll replay that interview back for you uh, on the other side of the break here in just a second. But first, got to tell you about Built Bar and how they have nine delicious flavors to choose from when it comes to something that's great tasting, something that's healthy. It's got a lot of protein, got a lot of fiber, but not a lot of calories, not a lot of sugar. That's exactly what you want. Uh, out of a out of a health bar, and a lot of these other health bars that you get at the store, they just don't stack up. You know, they act like they're healthy, but they're not. They act like they taste good, but they don't. Built Bar is the best of both worlds. And by listening to this podcast, if you go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked fifteen, you'll get fifteen percent off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code locked fifteen for fifteen percent off at builtbar.com. Be sure to check it out. Again, fifteen percent off locked fifteen. The promo code at builtbar.com. <laughs> You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 
All right, we'll go ahead and welcome in our guest to kind of do a little bit of a preview of the SEC tournament, a man who is actually here and covering it, and that is our guy Peter Burns of the SEC Network as well as ESPN. Peter, as always, man, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Uh, uh, it's beautiful outside of, you know, you know, 90 degrees, but hell, I'll take that other than being in, uh, in air conditioning back in Charlotte where – you know, nice to be back uh, covering an event live. That's the first one I've been at live for a while. So um, I'm happy about that. And I'm happy that you let the Kendrick Lamar coming back from break play a little bit. Like, that <laughs> that was nice. You let that you let that let Kendrick breathe a little bit. So well, well played by you, Joe. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we don't want uh, – we know people want to listen to Kendrick Lamar over up what we have to say for sure. So we got to <laughs> we gotta let a little of the juice play in it. So, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I'm actually going to be in Hoover tonight. I'm driving down there and I'll uh, – uh, be covering the Razorbacks there tomorrow, but uh, just kind of set the vibe for us, man. Uh, what what is the mood like in Hoover? Because we know that getting fans back in the stands and everything back to normal is really great. But uh, what's the overall scene looking like right now down in Hoover for the SEC tournament? Yeah, it's good because this year, you know, you know, we haven't seen Bama in the tournament in Hoover here in a couple of years, and of course, Tide fans travel pretty well, so it's nice to see those fans out there. Of course, Auburn kind of a late push for them to get into the tournament. That means it'll be nice for attendance wide, and um, you know, it doesn't really feel like it starts until LSU fans are rowdy and they show up wherever the hell they're playing. So, you know, we'll see them in a little bit. Um, after this uh, Alabama-South Carolina game. But, you know, it feels like a tournament inside the tournament, right? There's the big tournament that hey, will crown a champion um, over on Sunday. However, like, there's other teams that are involved, and Arkansas is not part of this, obviously, but, you know, Alabama trying to play their way into it. LSU-Georgia feels like a damn elimination game. Like, it feels like the loser may have to sit home for NCAA play. So, you know, whether it's national seeds or regional seeds or just tournament itself, it feels like there's three or four little tournaments going on here. Coming into the tournament, Peter, which team playing today did you have, feel had the best chance to make a run, and has that changed since you've seen a couple of games? Um, it, not not much. I mean, I, listen, I think the best team, I don't think there's a doubt, is Arkansas. I mean, what Dave Van Horn has done with his squad, they haven't lost the series. I mean, it's it's they're the best team. I don't think there's even a doubt about that coming in. But, you know, we heard we – heard Dave and, and say it earlier this week saying, listen, I'm not quite sure how much Kevin Copps is going to pitch, you know, unless we need an inning from him. Um, it kind of tipped the hand for Dave saying, listen, I already know we're a national seed. There's not a whole lot of advantage if we go deep and run a bunch of arms and a bunch of pitches up going into regionals because we sure as hell would like to win here in Hoover, but there's a better win ahead of us, uh, hopefully, in, in Omaha. So, um and I, I think the other the other team I think that's playing really well right now is of course Tennessee. I mean, going back to that series that was awesome um, in Knoxville. You know, I mean that's kind of what we're all hoping behind the scenes. What we see, right? One versus two, different sides of the bracket. See a little Vitello and uh, Van Horn matchup. But I think I think Tennessee wants to win this thing a whole lot more than Van Horn wants his team to be 100 percent healthy going in and chasing the title in Omaha. So as far as underdogs go, though, like a team that's playing today that's starting, you know, not not one of those top seeds, do you see any team that may have a chance to make a run? No, you know, I mean, LSU's always intriguing for whatever reason. I mean, Paul Madera is just a magician when they get into Hoover because he says, hey, there's so much competition and so much pressure on LSU players during the regular season. But when they come out here, they always have fun. And, I mean, I mean LSU's, what, like 38-10 
under Maneri when they get to Hoover. There's just something about them, eight straight semifinal of visits here that, you know, they have a little fun. And it sets up well for them, right? I mean, Georgia's coming in really banged up. Connor Smith's out. Riley King probably won't play today. They've lost four of their five arms. So LSU could potentially win that game, and then all of a sudden they find themselves in a, in a game against Arkansas where Arkansas is like, oh, all right, we're, we're, we're cool. Like, whatever happens, <laughs> like, you know, we're not battling for anything, um, and LSU could catch somebody sleeping. So I think LSU could potentially be that team. But outside of that, this conference is so damn good, guys. I mean, you know it. I mean, if, if you're out there at Baum, you, 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 you know how good this conference is. It's, this is the most amount of talent we've ever had here at the SEC Baseball Tournament, easily. Yeah, and, it, and it's really tough because Razorback fans, for instance, like you mentioned what Dave Van Horn's done. They won every SEC series, and this this regular season has just been magical and everything Razorback fans have hoped for. But at the same time, it's like it's just such a weird feeling where – Every single weekend, every single game, you're all in, you're going hardcore, you're watching it, you're paying attention, you're getting all wrapped up into it. And then there's this break that happens like the SEC tournament where a lot of fans are like, oh, okay, I mean, we're not going to be as invested into this. You know, the real thing happens next weekend. It's just kind of a weird thing for Arkansas where you've, you've been so dominant all year. And, of course, you want to win, but at the same time, you're not going to be as invested in winning because of the fact that uh, you're wanting to make sure everybody's rested up for the regionals. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing with Van Horn. I think that's the same thing we're seeing with Mark Kingston's South Carolina squad. I mean, he kind of told us right before the game, going, listen, hey, we're going to try to win. We'd love to win. It ain't going to hurt our feelings if all of a sudden we can get guys 100% healthy um, going into postseason play. Because at least South Carolina knows they're going in uh, into postseason play. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, we say that, but I guarantee you, you take a, you take a you know, you ask any of these 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kids, if they don't want to come out here and compete in the SEC tournament, no one's going to say, "Nah, fam, let's just lose one game." Like, <laughs> let's, like, like it doesn't. Like, we're going to just try to just relax this week. You know, the blood's going to be flowing. I mean, they're red-blooded Razorbacks, man, and they've been red hot. So, you know, it's a, it's a fine line for Van Horn to ride the hey momentum without getting caught up in how do you manage this. It's like a thoroughbred coming down the stretch. Like, you don't go to the whip too early because. You know, the, the, the end game here is Omaha. The end game is not Hoover. So as far as a team like South Carolina, we see that they're losing to Alabama right now. Do they need to win this game to move forward and do something for regionals? Or if they lose, they're done? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, South Carolina will be in, um, even though they kind of fell apart a little bit late into the season. So they're playing postseason baseball. They would need to go on a little bit of a run to get a regional. They're one of those predetermined, you know, green light cities, you know, to, to host in Columbia if they were to win a couple of games. But, um, again, I, I think, I think, like I said, South Carolina and Arkansas are in very similar spots where, like, hey, we, we don't necessarily need to throw everything in the kitchen sink like an Alabama does or like a Georgia or like an LSU does to make sure that they get into the tournament and have some success. So um, I think that's why Bama's, all, 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 you know, just – absolutely roughing them up here early and and Kingston even told us before I mean they were they threw this kid Wines who has pitched nine innings all season long as their starter here in Hoover I mean if that doesn't tell you what the hell is going on with their squad I think uh, I think he kind of tipped his hand that they're they're looking for a little rest and relaxation and get everybody uh, 100% healthy you know, it's funny, Peter, because speaking specifically about the Razorbacks, too, they are going to be the number one overall seed. I think everyone's pretty confident about that, no matter what happens in Hoover. But since 1999, that was the last time that a team was the number one overall seed and won the national championship. 
which was the Miami Hurricanes. Why do you feel like it has been so rare? Because we know like in college basketball, it's really difficult to do too, but there's been times where the best teams have won that more often. But why in college baseball and in, once you get into postseason play, has it been such a rare occurrence for the number one overall seed to actually be the number one overall team at the end of the day in the College World Series Finals? Yeah, that's a great question. I think what happens is that everybody has a target on their back, right? Like everybody wants, you know, if you got the crown, heavy is the head that wears it, right? Like so everybody's rolling and trying to take it off of you. But, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, you know, for all these other teams, you know, that that might worry them. It sure as hell doesn't, I mean, worry the Razorbacks. But the way they've been playing ball and how many, you know, close series that they've had that they've pulled out, I mean, there's just something special brewing about this team. And, uh, and I think for this year, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're, you're watching double-A ball, like, every single weekend. And so I think that's why when you see Super Regionals and Regionals come around, people are going to be trying to make a run, you know, like you know, like Omar in the wire. You're like, you become the king, you best not miss. Like, I feel like that's the mentality of the Razorbacks coming into this, this season because it's, it's still unfinished for what happened a couple years ago out of Omaha. Is Arkansas in a position if they go 0-2 in the SEC tournament, they're still number one overall seed? Is that Have they played their way into that? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, I doubt it just because there's not anybody that's going to look at how deep the SEC is in the rankings and strength of schedule and say, wait a minute, this team won every single series, and then they went to and barbecue and Hoover and, you know, against top-ranked people, and they're going to say, oh, okay, now this team's falling apart. Um, so I don't, I don't see it. And whether you're one or two, and the seeding at that point really doesn't matter. You need to make sure that you're one of those eight seeds. Um, you'd like to be one, but uh, like I said, I'd much rather have everybody feeling pretty good and healthy and rejuvenated versus having to worry about a one seed. One seed doesn't mean crap until, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what seed you are. If you just need to make sure that you're playing at TD Ameritrade Park, those are sure. We'll continue our discussion with Peter Burns here in just a second. First, we get to talk about betonline.ag and how it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And before the next pitch, if you head on to betonline.ag, make sure you do it on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked on. That's promo code locked on. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, and it's also weird, too, because this year for, for the Razorback team, obviously they've been the number one team for the majority of the season. But it just feels like it's been really unorthodox on how they've done it. Like, besides Patrick Oaklander, which took a while to figure out he was your first-day starter, they, they've been shuffling a lot of these starting pitchers around. You know, they've been shuffling some other guys in a position. It's almost like it seems unorthodox because they've taken care of business, but yet there hasn't been set rotations put into place. You know, Kevin Copps is amazing. But it just seems like maybe that it's a little more unorthodox with this Razorback baseball team this year and the way they've done it. But really, nobody could cares because as long as they're doing it and getting the job done, that's really all that matters. Yeah, I almost prefer that, right? Because, you know, like we go back and look at a couple of years ago when like LSU had Poche and Lang. Like those are their stud one-two starters, right? And 
And even with Rocker and Lighter over at Vanderbilt, you felt like this is the way the tournament's going to go down. Like, we get these two starters. I almost kind of prefer this because you guys know, like, once you get in the regional, super regional, especially in Omaha, you got to be ready to have a third guy start. you got to be ready to have a midweek starter give you a couple of innings in relief. And so I feel like the way that Van Horns managed his rotation and his lineup, that everybody's like comes to the ballpark like, bro, wherever you need me, I'm just going to freaking rake. Like, like, you just tell me what we need to do and get it done. And, and I think that's part of the success. I mean, and that's why I think Arkansas and Tennessee are so closely resemble each other a little bit this year. Um, is the fact that Vitello's squad is a little bit like that to where they're scrappy. Um, you know, they just said, you know, let's show up at the ballpark and let's play some ball. And I think that's going to bode well for a lot of SEC teams on the top end of the seeding once you get into postseason. That's a, been an issue with Arkansas pretty much all season as far as the third starter, but the bullpen has picked up the slack. Is that something that's common throughout college baseball or within the SEC? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Mississippi State and you look at, you know, LSU when they were struggling, it was because of their bullpen earlier this year. I mean, I, I go through and, and you have to, we were talking this with Kyle Peterson and Chris Burke and all the guys in McDonald here. It's like when we start looking at the lens of SEC baseball, we're, we're like zooming in and thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, this is not great, this is not great. I'm like, guys, they're playing legitimately like double-A all-star teams each and every weekend because of the amount of success here in this conference. That I, I just get this gut feeling that while we see teams struggle a little bit, glimpses of it, I think once you compare it to everybody else around the country in regionals and super regionals, you're going to look at it and go, oh, we were just really, really good here in this conference. Um, and I think it's only going to get, honestly, stronger down the road. Yeah, I'm so impressed by it because it's something you said that I wanted to revisit is just the amount of talent that's in the SEC and how this may be uh, the best the SEC has ever been. It, it, it's just crazy because I feel like every single series that Arkansas played this year, it was a top-10 team at, at some point. And you got guys and coaches that have been around forever. Would you make the argument, because you can choose from a lot, but would you make the argument that when it comes to particular sports, SEC baseball – by and large, top to bottom, might be the highest quality sport of any other sport in this league? I, I don't think there's a doubt. I mean, as much as we love our, our, our college football, um, basketball still has a ways to go. Softball has been making a run as, as much as how good their teams have been. But when it comes down to it, pound for pound, I mean, each and every week you look at like D1 baseball and the rankings are like, oh, yeah, four of the top five teams are – our SEC squads are five of the top ten. I mean, it's, it's out of control. So, um, yeah, and I think, I mean, that's why I love covering here every single year. Like, as much as I love what we do for football and basketball and everything related to the SEC network, I don't think there's more of a, of a privilege and more of what we enjoy covering more than SEC baseball because the fans are great. Like, our, our SEC baseball fans kick everybody else's ass. Like, it's not even close. Like, we joked around about, like, the ACC tournament might have, like, 700 fans total. <laughs> We're like, dude, that's just the people in the parking lot tailgating before a Razorback game, right? I mean, like, it's out of control. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think pound for pound, if you said give me the best of your best in your respective sport, SEC baseball is by far the top of the list. How many of those SEC teams do you think get within that top eight? I mean, you're going to probably look at, I mean, Arkansas, no doubter. Vandy, no doubter. Probably still looking at Tennessee and State. I mean, you're looking at four 
um, as long as nothing kind of chaotic happens. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you'll end up having those four regardless of what happens unless maybe like Florida went on this unbelievable tear, which I just don't, you know, they getting swept by Arkansas, I think kind of took him out of, out of that equation. Like, these. Yeah, just to shift gears a little bit, though, with you, PB, before I let you get out of here, because uh, we've been also talking about this, and I know you have an opinion on it. Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, this oh, whole thing. I, I mean, I, the, the amount of times that I watch that video and still laugh, and even this morning still laughing about it, is incredible. What did you make of that video? And what do you know any like more insight on what was going on? Because this is not just something old metal cleats were walking by. There's a lot of history there. Yeah, I mean, you know, for those who don't know, the, you know, Kepka is doing a post-game or post-round interview at the at Kiowa for PGA Championship, and he sees Bryson, like, walking by, and he's doing his interview, and midway he just stops the interview, drops like an F-bomb going, I can't even I can't even deal with this guy, basically. And so they cut the interview. It was never supposed to make the light of day, and then it got out. And here's my theory. My theory is that, the golf channel or whoever had that interview, right, was like, okay, we can't use this. And then Kepka's people were like, dude, we don't care. Brooks doesn't care. And so everyone kind of tweeting about, oh, you know, he's really damaged. The golf channel has damaged the relationship with Brooks Kepka. I don't think Kepka cares about his relationship with any media member. And I think that's the coolest thing I've ever seen Brooks Kepka do in his life. <laughs> like, from now on, like, he is already, like, pretty high on my athlete list. Not only how good he is, but just just saying what he truly thought about Bryson. I, I love it. So, of course, there's going to be some beef coming back the other way from Bryson DeChambeau, but do you think prior to this he had any idea that Brooks Kepka felt that way about him? Oh, there's no doubt. And Bryson's the same way. Like, Bryson doesn't care about it as well, too. He's his own wacky weirdo as well. So, again, um, like I said, it's, it's you know, I don't think Kepka has ever, you know, really cared about Bryson I think Bryson loves every bit of it as well too and that's listen I mean it's it's not WWE wrestling or anything like that I just hope the USGA when they start back you know pairing up people for the U.S. <laughs> Open please lord I mean everything for Christmas give me Bryson and Brooks paired together at the U.S. Open at Tory. that would be awesome see that's the thing is I feel like it's just great for the game of golf I'm not saying that you know golf is is suffering from uh, you know, any sort of branding or anything. But, like, stuff like this is just so much fun. And, and we were talking about just genuine reactions. Like, that's great because now, you you know, you talked about the possible pairing of it. Imagine the amount of people that maybe normally wouldn't watch that event, but if they saw that video and they f- keep hearing about everyone talking about this riff and then they get paired together, to me that, that just continues to build excitement and, and interest in the game of golf. Well, it, 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 what it brings in, it brings in the casual fan, right? The, like, the true golf purist is going to watch no matter what. So you already have that person. So, right, like, think about the NFL schedule release. They always like to have the juiciest storylines of, hey, you know, Tom Brady now is going to play the Patriots in and, 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 uh, and Tampa Bay. Like, you got to make that a big marquee game. So every other sport has done it. Golf has traditionally been slower because it's more of a respectable game, you know, and it's more buttoned up. And I just think it's sooner or later, you know, while the, the purists are going to watch no matter what, it's how do you get kind of that draw-in person in. And, hey, listen, I'm watching regardless. Uh, but, man, if you can give me that matchup, I mean, just give me all people that hate each other. Like, give me a list of who would you never want to be paired up with and just have, make it just one tournament, make it open bar, 
Everybody gets a couple <laughs> of shots and, you know, a couple of Bloody Marys on the tee. Mic them all up and let's let's put it on pay-per-view for like $200. I'd, I'd pay. Yeah, yeah, I think we all would. Hey, real quick before we let you get out of here, PP, man, we, we love having you on. Uh, Going to be down in Hoover, man. What do I need to hit up while I'm down there while the Razorbacks are playing? Um, You know what? It's so funny because we're, like, so sequestered over and, like, here. I don't know. I have no life outside of, of, of the Hoover Met. I mean, it's like I get to the hotel, Hoover Met, and back to the hotel because of the long day. So, you tell me, like, text me and let me know where I need to hit when you get in town. <laughs> All I know is that uh, those there should be some Razorback fans here, and, and rightfully so. It's good to see fans and, uh, and, and crowds and live baseball again. Yeah, I'll do that, man. It'll be like the uh, pregame to the SEC media days down there in Hoover, man. So, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on. Enjoy the rest of the SEC tournament, man. I'll see you down in Hoover, all right? You got it, boys. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 